Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Here we go, boys. Go. Oh, I love that sound. This is a good one. We might as well. Ready to go? Yeah, we might as well just insult the entire brewery and state. Let's do it. Have you been recording? I am now. All right. Well, welcome to Waterfall Wednesday edition of the Full Scale Outdoor Podcast. It's Nick Johnson and Dale Luganville brought to you by Boss Ammunition. <laughs> Definitely not bought, brought to you by New Glarus. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were just telling me that you're drinking some overrated beer. I am, but I do want to say that it's it's not a bad beer. It's very easy drinking, but it's just not. Um, it, it's it's not worth only being able to get it in Wisconsin. Like, great job, marketing team of New Glarus for <laughs> convincing people, making some like people go to Wisconsin. Like, hey, bring me back some Spotted Cow. Okay, why? So, just go get some Coors Light. It's the same thing. I guess. Uh, speaking of Coors, my, my dad told me that when he was growing up. You could only get Coors in Colorado. So him and his college buddies or whatever took a road trip to Colorado and they came back with cases of Coors. And they were like fucking heroes, you know, like, we're having Coors. Like it was, you know, something special. Well, I'm sure it's the same Coors as it is today back then, you know. Everybody. What you're saying is that uh, New Glarus not only stole the recipe for Coors, they stole their marketing plan as well. Well done. No, I'm well just, done. I'm just. The scarcity <laughs> creates an overvaluation of the quality of the product. Correct. And, and again, I want to state, I'm drinking it right now. It, it's a, it's, it's a good beer. It's just not a great beer. It's just I'm I will never crave a spotted cow to the point where I'm like shit. I got to get to Wisconsin so I can buy some more spotted cow. This this is never gonna happen. Dude, speaking of like exclusively available beers, I was at uh, Stuttgart, Arkansas last weekend, and I was at the Rich and Tone Flying Duck Tap Room, which was super super cool. I don't and I didn't. I didn't drink any beer while I was there. Well, I don't I know even... how we pulled this off, but I feel like we need to do a flight companion down there. <laughs> that would be sweet, actually, because 
I went to uh, I went to World Duck Line contest. Uh, competed last Saturday, and on Friday night, there is a dinner like for all the people who uh, qualified plus one guest. And uh, so I went there, and I had a couple of Michelob Ultras, and um, they're sampling some tequila as well. I can't mm, remember the brand. Really? So I. I had a one shot of tequila and I had a couple of Coors Lights. And if you've ever been in Stuttgart, you know that's where you stop. <laughs> like that place is crawling with cops. Like there's, I've been through several roadblock checkpoints, like in Stuttgart or just, <laughs> or just outside of Stuttgart. You do not fucking get drunk there. You know, like that is not the town to be drinking and driving around. So I had like two Michelob Ultras and one of those shots of tequilas, and I let that settle in with my dinner. Then we went to that um, the Rich and Tone shop for they were having like a a Yeti party or something over there, some sort of events that was pretty cool. And I didn't get to try any of the beers because I was like, eh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have any more alcohol tonight. Hmm. We, well, we should have smart. a we, we, <laughs> yeah, but now I'm like, I wish I wouldn't have had Michelob Ultras and I would have had some of that te- like. Sure. Flying duck sure. tap room stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, that would be awesome. Whatever. Yeah, well, I don't, yeah. Like I said, I don't know how we're going to plan that, but that'd be fun. Um, well. Maybe I have to follow was, you down there some year for one of these competitions. I had no idea you were going down there. You didn't even mention it on the last Waterfall Wednesday. Like, Well, the last was, Waterfall Wednesday was two weeks ago because uh, what happened last? Oh, we were gonna speak, do it. speaking of beer. <laughs> yeah. No, I was going to do it on Tuesday. I was just going to do a solo one from the blind. And there was like some road noise and I just didn't feel like it. And uh, when was it? That was Wednesday. And I was like, let's just do it when I get home. And then you responded like an hour later to my text. just said, I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think you're like, okay, I'm home now. And you're ready. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm drunk now. So, <laughs> <laughs> And you had to be dr- like so drunk that you could not complete a podcast. Uh, honestly, I wasn't that. I wasn't that shaded. It was just uh or faded, I think the term is. I think I messed up my my young hip terms. I wasn't that faded. I was just uh, at that point I had lost all initiative to do anything but continue to drink beer. I hear you. So, yeah, I had initiative and then I drank it. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened there. So sorry, oh, you guys didn't get one. But it is what it is. It would have been you just all sloppy drunk anyways. Yeah, so uh, what what happened down in Stuttgart? Stuttgart? Well, um, I won the World Duck Calling Championships. Do not Google it. Um, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. That can't be right. I <laughs> not, took first... wait, not that it couldn't be right. I was like, I feel like I would have seen a post saying such, and I didn't. I did win the World Duck Calling Championships. I took first place, and um, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> well congratulations <laughs> well thank you thank you <laughs> um what happened uh i fucked up <laughs> all you want is three clean um what What do you call it uh routines, routines. three clean There's, yeah yeah you want three clean routines of which i had zero <laughs> you had zero clean routines <laughs> yeah i had a little mistake in my uh, first round and I was like, well, I'm done. And then uh, I made the cut, which is interesting because I've blown my first round clean and not made the cut. So hmm. 
must have been pretty good, like a minus one or something on a, on top of an otherwise decent routine, right? Mm-hmm. And so I made it through, and then I did the exact same mistake a second time, and I got the exact same score, actually, out of the judges, which was a 4-4-4, a four, 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 like three fours, like a total of a 12 for the round, and I uh, got cut. So, hmm. um, you know, when I qualified for Worlds, I went to uh, I won the Great Lakes Regional in in Bay City, Michigan, and all practicing before that contest, I was like, "I'm going to win!" Like, holy shit, I feel like like a hundred percent, I'm going to win this contest. My routines are just fucking fire, and uh, the whole time practicing for Worlds, I was like, "I'm going to lose." <laughs> <laughs> Like, I managed to get some decent routines out, but I was like, dude, it's not fucking there. Like, I've been doing this long enough to know um, when I should be cocky and maybe when I shouldn't be. Because I've been cocky at the wrong times and not cocky. At, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, uh, this isn't going to go well. And uh, I'm just going to have as much fun as I possibly can. And I just, from, dude, from going to the airport to picking up the rental car, to going into Stuttgart, to hanging out with uh, Trevor Austin and Zach Rutledge and all my buddies uh, I've met throughout the years. Um, duck calling, it really was a fun time, dude. Stuttgart, Arkansas is such a cool fucking place in the world. The whole Mississippi alluvial valley like, is completely fucking filled up with birds. And oh, I mean, yeah. I, I've been not, seeing a shit ton of um, posts from down there. Like, they're having a good year, it seems. Yeah, I mean, not just ducks, and uh, but mostly Arctic geese, dude. Like snow geese and speckle belly geese. It's just awe-inspiring, just uh, especially around the town of uh, Stuttgart, which is kind of you know right in the dead heart of the Mississippi alluvial valley. But dude, you'll see like massive wads of like blackbirds and other types of birds yeah. and raptors, and like it's just bird world down there it's fucking insane you cannot step outside at night and not hear snow geese and speckle belly geese flying over you it's a hundred percent like bird traffic all the time it's really fun just to drive around out um in those rice flats and just look at birds i mean it's it's it kicks ass there's gotta be some ducks down there because carter was down there i was watching his snaps oh, a week or so ago whatever it was and they're like he was in the timber and it was just like i was blown away by how many ducks are flying over i was like holy crap this is madness talking about carter deny deny yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i've been calling him carter to for years but... i know i think i well i don't know if i've ever said that out loud but in my mind that's how i pronounced it too <laughs> and when I met him, yeah. I don't know that he told. I don't know that he said it. So I don't know that. Like, if I, if I did, he was too nice to correct me. <laughs> so right. So, anyways, yeah, Card Deny was down there, and uh, yeah, his snaps are just like crazy. How many ducks there were? And got me thinking. Like, what the hell is Tony Vandemore doing? Did he not flood his field this year? How come all the ducks didn't stop Missouri this year? You know, uh, probably just doesn't have enough ice eaters. That must be it. <laughs> <laughs> That's sarcasm, people, in case you're not uh, picking up on that. I sold my ice eater. Yeah, I remember I do, you saying that. I do not own one anymore. I don't know if I've talked about that on the podcast, but I really could not find a 
it kept putting me into positions to have shitty hunts because I'd be like, we should put an ice eater out there. And at the end of the day, we really shouldn't have. And what a fucking waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And it just- so I've had this big pump that I was going to like turn into an ice eater. And our issue was ne- we could never find a place to, to use it because you can't use it on public water. So it's like we just never could find like or get permission at least on a pond that was good enough to warrant having one in it. You know, it's not like you can just put one in a pond randomly. Like it has to still be in a good area where there's going to be some birds around. So. Dude, don't ask me. I have no idea how to fucking effectively use one. Sell it. <laughs> so, well, I got it for free anyway, so whatever. I'll keep it just in case. <laughs> it takes up very little space. It's really not a big deal. Well, I figured um, the season is winding down. The duck season here is is over. It ended last Tuesday. Um, goose season's got shit less than three weeks left here in my area. Not three um, weeks, that's almost a month, you know. That's, there's, there's still plenty of time, it is. But I mean, what for the guys out there that don't want to hang it up yet? I figured maybe we could talk about like what what's a guy, what are what's your a options? Guy who's st- yeah, what is the guy who still wants more? What's a guy to do? Uh, Wisconsin South Zone. Uh, the South Zone of Wisconsin, I think, is an interesting thing because, for honkers at least, they do have a holiday hunt. Mm. You got, I will look it up. Okay, and while you're looking up, you got Iowa. I know their uh, season goes a little bit later than we do. They go way later yeah. in Iowa, <laughs> yeah. and that's a good option. That's yeah. a really good option. There's a crap ton of birds around the Des Moines area. Um, oh, yeah. And that's and, not a far drive for us northerly dudes to get to. No, it's really not. It's it's funny. You know, it's it's a weird, like, brain dynamic, uh, mental gymnastics thing. Like, at least I can, I can only speak for myself. But anytime I've thought about going down to Iowa, I'm like, oh, man, that's like five hours. Yet, does anybody mention time of driving? When, like, you want to go hunt uh, birds in North Dakota? Nope. Where do you want to go? Minot. It's like <laughs> nine right. hours away. You know what I mean? It's like nobody even mentions. Like they don't even think of it. They don't even. They don't like. They don't even blink at it. But for some reason, like Des Moines, five hours. What? And I don't know if it's just because it's south. Like in our mind, we have going north. You you know you put on miles going north to do stuff or west. But nobody puts on miles to go south. That's just stupid. But well, yeah, it's I mean, really now not that far. There is um. The Missouri River zone in North Dakota, that can be really good late season, mm. really, really good. Yes, it can be. I've seen some really good piles come out there. And you want to talk about no pressure. Like, hardly well, there anybody is, goes out there. There is quite a bit of pressure. But really? It's one of those one of those areas, too, where I feel like you can just run traffic with 50 decoys. If you sit out there, you're going to fucking shoot them. You know, you're going to get your birds. If you can endure 40 below zero. Right, that's the thing. It's so fucking cold. But um, a lot of guys have boats. Like, where would you go with a boat? Like, um, probably along the Mississippi River somewhere. Well, you got um, um, the Missouri, um, Missouri River between South Dakota and Nebraska. We did. I've done that hunt before. Uh, it was like first week of December. We went down to. Um, of course, you still got honkers here. You don't have to go down there. But if you want to shoot ducks, you can. Um, yeah, we went down there. That was a fun hunt. We talked about doing it again. I've never been down there again. Uh, that was a one and done. 
um, there's got to be some decent duck hunting, you would think, along the rivers in Iowa too. You know, not just not just honkers. Maybe not. Hire, hire, hire a guide in Stuttgart, Arkansas would probably be a good deal too. That would be probably your best bet. <laughs> there's a <laughs> lot of birds down there for sure. And one thing I've been preaching ever since I guided snow geese down there, I'm like, you know, everybody waits for that spring conservation order, right? Screw that. Go the last week of January. To when, Arkansas? Yes. When nobody's there, yeah. everything is open. You can shoot everything, including your snow geese, which you're, I don't know what the limit is, 50, 20, whatever it is. Enough. <laughs> but nobody travels down there for that. They wait for that spring conservation order when they can only shoot light geese because there's no limit. Well, who the hell cares? Like, right. why not hunt a week earlier, and if a speck comes into your spread, you get to shoot it. Or you see a oh. field over there covered in mallards and pintails, we'll set up in there tomorrow. You know, it's or like, shit. It's possible, like, straddle your trip. So, so, like, maybe two days, you can do the last two days of duck season because spring snow goose starts the day after duck season ends. Right, exactly. Yeah, so that would be a perfect way to do it. You know, if you're going down there for four days, hunt two days during the duck season. And duck then season. Knock yourself out you know, chasing the, the white devil with an unlimited limit or whatever. But that was my takeaway from it. I'm like, this that's the move. And there isn't 8,000 trucks running around. You know, by that time, it seems like the local boys that they've done, you know, unless they're an actual outfitter, and even they have slowed down because I think people in their mind like, oh, it's the end of the season. I got my duck hunting in, you know. Right. Like, they, it's just it was, that week there was just – there was – it wasn't busy, <laughs> yet there was birds everywhere, and right. uh, nobody really chasing them. And then all of a sudden, that calendar turned over, and here comes a bunch of Minnesota plates. You're know, like, <laughs> you guys are a week late, man. You could have. And then we struggled. And that year, that was the year that even in Arkansas, if you got double digits, you were doing good. That was that super tough year. I think it was a bad juvie hatch, whatever. Like it was bad. That was a super tough year. And so it's like, why are you waiting for? no limit like you're not you're not even going to shoot 50 so i don't even know why you're worried about no limit meanwhile i think that i got i think that we're going to see some uh i think we're going to see some big piles coming out of arkansas i've already seen some big piles from this fall which is usually a pretty good heads up that there's going to be some massive piles in the spring but i think we're going to see some massive piles this year with the juvie hatch i think so too it must have been good because um just north dakota south dakota post i've been seeing there people have been putting up some big numbers like i saw a 550 yeah i think i saw some sick i think i thought i saw a 600 maybe maybe even a 7 somewhere wow um, yeah that's just that's ins- it's insane and i honestly don't want any part of it <laughs> because, <laughs> the, the, the amount of cleaning involved I mean just the amount of like picking birds up like uh, the, the setting the picture up sounds like work like that's so oh, yeah, sure many birds oh my god! what about like what about like me and you shot a hundred that's a lot yeah it would be a lot but it's just a two man hundred bird shoot I would do that'd it that'd be dope that, that would, would be that enough would, that would be super dope because that two person a hundred bird shoot shoot that is like literal nonstop action. Oh, and that's yeah. also you and I like Annie Oakleying everything. Like like we're not missing. <laughs> I'm serious, because that's like what it takes. You know, like in the fall you've only got your three shots, right? So you're 
unless you're throwing some doubles and incidental triples in there, let's just say you're shooting one apiece, right? Mm-hmm. So you and I shoot six birds a volley, right? Ten yeah. volleys only gets us to 60. That's 60 each. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> whew, I mean, that's, so. yeah, for easy math, we'll say if we got the 120, that means we shot into, we, we shot into 20 flocks of birds where both of us went three for three. That's, that's true. But that's the ridiculous. Only 50. Limit's only 50, though, in the fall. Yeah. Okay, well, fine. So we miss a couple of times. Or we stop shooting early. Or whatever. There are I mean, some guys out there. <laughs> there are some guys that have done like some eleven man limits type stuff. Or uh, what is that? Like five hundred fifty. And uh, yeah, we just talked about that. I've yeah. even heard of like some eleven hundred, like some twenty man yeah. limits. I think that happened in like twenty seventeen. I think maybe or twenty eighteen. That happened that fall. That's pretty crazy. Um, but when you have that many guys, though, too, you know, you are getting a bunch of scratch birds. And there's times where you're shooting. Somebody missed, but somebody shot, you know, extra or whatever, or, you know, overspray or whatever. Like it's, you have more guns, it's easier to put more, you know, um, really capitalize on a tight flock of geese that are in close, you know. True, true, true. Two guns, but there's just not, there's not much going for you. <laughs> so, how about you? Overspray. What are you thinking about for waterfowl? Are you done for the season? Man, I'm pretty much done. You know, I'm up here in northern Minnesota. Uh, out, you know, now, you know, I'm a fisherman, so ice fishing season is pretty much in full swing up here. So I'll be doing that. Um, yeah. So my my uh, <laughs> my waterfall my waterfowling is pretty much effectively over for till spring. Are you doing spring snows then? Uh, guiding again? I, I don't think I'll be guiding. Um, why not well with the new job i don't know that i'll be able to now if i can swing it which it's not outside of the realm of possibilities but i would have to have things set up um pretty well so that i don't have to be there i would probably still have to do some work remotely and guide at the same time i don't know if it's possible i'm i'm toying with the idea well as we get closer i'll 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 know more if that's going to be a realistic option or not. That would be pretty badass if I could pull that off. Quit your sure. job, dude. Quit just quit your job <laughs> <laughs> for one month. For one month of very low pay, just quit your job. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, though, you're it's not almost, it'd almost gas. be worth it. <laughs> you're not buying any gas. You're not buying any food. It adds up. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> if you can promise me it won't be windy every freaking single day like it was last year, I might be tempted. But I, honest <laughs> to God, last spring broke me. Oh, it was bad. Dude, we just had a seven-inch snowstorm here today, and I did not hunt in it. That's depressing. Why not? I didn't have a spot, man, like a good spot. They, but, the last two days, I got home from World Duck on Sunday. I get home from World Duck. And I got one spot on my brain. It's the spot I asked the Friday before deer season. It had about 100 honkers in it. And the guy, I left his wife my phone number, and he called me. And he was like, well, I couldn't believe he called me in the first place. But he said, you can hunt on my property. That'd be no problem, but not during deer season. I was like, okay. So over the last two weeks of deer season, 
I would be out scouting around and I'd drive past it and it kept building <laughs> and building and building. Like there was this time where it was like a thousand fucking geese out there. Maybe more. I was like, Jesus Christ, like chomping at the bit for this deer season to end. So then I hunted Tuesday. I hunted Wednesday of last week. Thursday, I did Thanksgiving. Friday, I flew to Stuttgart. Saturday, Sunday, I got home on Sunday. First place I went, drove out to that field, just waited for geese to fly into it. Nothing. Hmm. It's like, oh, motherfucker. And so then I, when Sunday night, I knew the snowstorm's coming. And I was like, I need a spot to get under some birds for Tuesday. And, um, Wasted my whole fucking first night of scouting just around that field that nothing showed up at. And the birds flew very late as well. So once I tried to collect my things and scatter around, I couldn't find anything. Hmm. And then yesterday, yesterday, same thing. They really seemed to, the birds seemed to have blown out when the snow, when the snow melted, you know, instead of being more concentrated, yeah, they're just sure, sure. kind of all over the place and uh, maybe even lost some birds uh, because I did notice there was more ice on the landscape as well. So ended up not hunting. Uh, we'll see what our birds are like in the coming days. I'll be back out scouting, trying to figure out where to go, what to do. Isn't that kind of the nice thing about a snowstorm, though, is you don't really need to be on an X, I feel, because you do still no, need to have geese in the area, however. Good, yeah, good traffic line. I, and I had one spot in mind of hitting a frozen public pond and just setting the spread up on it, some V-boards. But in the end, I slept in. <laughs> well, you know, I can't say I haven't done the same thing this fall. There's been a few times here where it's been really cold. Uh, the lake looked prime for, you know, a diver hunt, and I just couldn't get my carcass out of bed. It's it's Rock and solo um, can be tough sometimes because, you know, if there's – if you got a buddy, you know, you're you're – you got to go. You know, you're, you have a responsibility. You said you're going, so you got to go. You can't just sit there in your bed and keep hitting snooze. When you're by yourself, it's pretty easy to slap that snooze a little one too many times. And um, also, hunting a frozen pond in a blizzard is like, God, I have done it before, and I have been successful, but most of those birds are going to be going to fields. Right, yeah. So. That'd be a good time for an ice eater. <laughs> nah, nah, you're still not gonna convince me. <laughs> you should buy one. I have one for sale. <laughs> <laughs> you do, yeah. I thought Joe has one up in uh, Fergus. Uh, I don't know how. I was wondering how that was working out. Yeah, you know what? Um, well, I suppose it's midweek, but oddly enough, Snapchat was kind of quiet. I did see a couple people do um, put a hurt on them today, but I don't know how many people are actually out hunting. Right. Midweek on a random right Tuesday, after, uh, yeah, a holiday right weekend. Right after the holiday weekend, yeah, yep. yeah. And I didn't, um, because I was down in the cities uh, this past weekend for the holidays, and apparently nobody found anything. I was kind of waiting for someone to say, "Hey, you know, you want to hunt Sunday morning or Saturday morning?" Uh, but, what's wrong with your nope. scouting vehicle? You can't put some miles on. No, I didn't. <laughs> my schedule did not allow. I was, I was being a, I was being a good partner. Well, next week uh, is the 100th, 100th episode if you're not too drunk to record it, huh? Yeah, that'll be next week. I'm actually down in the cities again this weekend, uh, but I'm busy all day 
at the St. Paul Ice Fishing Show. So. Oh, okay. But, I mean, you could plan something in person Saturday night or something. Yeah, that might work. Um, yeah, that'd be kind of fun. Do, that would uh, be. Figure something out. See who else. We should we should try to grab another person or two. We're gonna have a shit show show. Who else? Yeah, dude. You know what's been working really good for me at while about hunting? Not calling lately. Really? Not calling at all. Hmm. Like not at all. Just maybe once my cluck to get them to look at me, and that's it. And they'll even like spin over the top of me. And then kind of look like they're flying away, where you get that really urgent desire to call at them, and I don't. And then they would bank and come into my decoys. Well, what made you start trying that? The calling wasn't working? Um, just the birds were so leery of hides. Mm. So leery of hides. And uh, over since we got snow and since it melted like i've been out hunting a whole bunch and they just are fucking cocksuckers dude like i've got snow covers for um layout blinds and man i keep them clean i put them back in their little baggie after every single hunt i don't leave them on the blinds i keep I, i'm very cautious i only use the cleanest ones i have for how many people i have and they just don't work very good like and the most the more I can possibly keep those eyes away from those snow-covered layout blinds, the better I seem to do. Try to flag? <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that would work. <laughs> so... I kid. There's been a couple hunts. There's been a couple hunts lately where my hide did work. I had one hunt where my hide worked fucking excellent. And one hunt where my hide worked pretty good. And it was both when I took the snow covers and I, one of them I put my back up against a hay bale and the other one I dug the snow, bl- I dug the blinds down next to a, or in a snow drift next to a center pivot. Mm. That makes sense. And, but I do deal with the problems associated with not being exactly where the geese are. You like, I'm dealing with birds that are um, landing out in the middle of fields and then you start to ask yourself, do I need to go kick those out or do I not? Because there's a certain point when birds land in the middle of a field where they attract a lot more birds to your field. Sure. So, so yes, some of them land with the birds in the middle, but some of them land in my decoys. Right. You know, usually when people see that happening, they go chase them out. Right. And I, here's one thing I'm, I'm not convinced chasing geese out is the best move every time. I have seen it be the best move to do that. And I've also seen it not be the best move. I'm not an immediate, like, jump out of the blind and chase him out of the out of the field type of guy. Not immediate. But I'm not saying that technique is perfect, but it deserves some thought, like, when it happens. Like, do you do it or do you not do it? Right. Um, it seems like as waterfall hunters, we're always looking for a, a reason why it's not working, as if there's some magic um, set of ingredients, you know, a recipe for success. You know, kind of like the not calling thing. I know I've been in fields before, and the geese don't seem to be responding to calls, and then you're like, maybe we should just not call at them. 
and then you try it once and it doesn't work and then you go back to screaming at them and then it's like I said that temptation to call and you know half the time you say you're all in agreement we're not going to call somebody calls I mean it's just they throw in a clock or they do they do (laughs) you know I mean like they just can't resist um, especially like I said, when they start flying away, you're like, well, they were flying away. Well, you never know. I mean, I've, how many times have you seen that flock away down wind and all of a sudden they turn back around and come in? Um, I definitely think, and that might be something to keep in the back of your head. Like when you've got stale birds and they're pressured and they're, you know, they've seen every spread and they've heard every call, that might be the move, um, as I know, we've talked about this before. You go, you set up your all-day hunt, right? You leave for lunch, you come back, and there's geese in your spread. Yeah, they didn't need any calling. There was decoy. zero calling. Decoys did exactly what they were doing, you know? Right. And to and the point that that goose actually got comfortable within those mannequin geese. So. And there's only been one occasion where I did not run Dave Smith Giants this year. And I can just tell you, like, People always are asking about those Dave Smiths. Do they really help? Yes. Except when the birds can see you. You know, like, without without a proper hide, it really doesn't matter. That they're going to see the decoys, and if they see your half-shit-dick-covered <laughs> snow cover, <laughs> they're still they're still flaring. 99 sure. out of 100, you sure. know what I mean? Like, so this, this whole, like, just the hot... You know what I need to do? I need to get that fucking white box out. So if you're, we should, I mean, it's worth a <laughs> shot. So you're saying, so it's kind of similar. So you have a nice, you have the perfect wig on. You put makeup on. You look just like a chick, but you're naked from the waist down. People are still going to know you're a dude. So, you know, if you're. How did you know what I do on the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> I pay for the premium Snapchat. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's the same thing. You can have the best decoys in the world, but if the geese are like, "That's a hunter right there." That's dude. Really back matter. in the day, back in the day, I'm gonna get on my, uh, I'm gonna get on my old man horse here. But oh, here we go. When you used to be able to dude, use half a, half tires for decoys, dude. When snow covers first came out for those layout lines, that was fucked up. That was fucked up like we used to have like basically like a party when it snowed like (laughs) oh my god the geese are going to get massacred and they did dude like you could just slap on a snow cover still covered with blood because of course you'd make your pile picks on top of the snow covers right oh yeah (laughs) that's not retarded and um (laughs) makes for good photos (laughs) we have these dirty and then of course like you hunt them like uh you hunt those snow covers in like fields that kind of have a little dirt showing through so you're grinding dirt into your snow cover and then you're piling uh pile picks on top of them and the next year would come around you take that nasty terrible looking snow cover put it on your blind throw it out in a field and you would fuck them up, man. Dude, snow covers were just the shit. Like, easy, you would easily shoot your limit in any field with those snow covers. Barely see any flares off them. Nowadays, man, have they learned what those things are. It is tough going in snow cover layouts. It's got to still and I know, be better than, than no snow covers, you would think. Yeah, I mean, it's just not... A, it used to be the snow hit the ground and it's like we are in the best goose hunting situation ever. Now the snow hits the ground and it's 
it's it's like okay we're it's better but it's it's still you know we went from dealing with very 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 stale birds to dealing with very stale birds you know what i mean yeah like you still got to be you got to just be more on your game these days than back in the old days when the snow would hit um when did the first layout blind come out dude like 98 or 97 probably how much did that change the game like being able to set up in the middle of a field Oh, it changed the game for sure. It was like Final Approach Eliminators came out. They were expensive, too. Super expensive. That was like Ron Latshaw out in, uh, I think it was Washington. Ron Latshaw started Final Approach. The first um, like layout blind was the Final Approach Eliminator. And that thing was, um, it's an awesome blind to this day. It's absolutely humongous. Um but if I will remember right, I think at first they did not come with stubble straps on them. They were just made out of mossy oak shadow grass, hmm. you know, like you just put yeah. out this mossy oak shadow grass coffin blind. And why would you need to stubble? It's made out of fucking camouflage. Yeah, right. It's camouflage. <laughs> um, <laughs> what came but even first, before the, that, the, like the coffin going blind back, or the goose chair, uh, the goose chair, I believe, came out before that. But another thing that came out even before the layouts were um, hay bale blinds. And there are some really nice hay bale blinds on the market. You think those would – I'm a little surprised those don't work. Maybe they do work. I'm surprised they're they not do. more I popular. Like I am too because it, to me it's a be- like a more uh, – it's a better-looking A-frame, like an A-frame that looks like it actually should be in the middle of a field. And you don't have to brush it in. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you can actually get some ones that you – or you could get some ones where you could, like, stuff them with straw. And put and an look, actual – And, and they'd, be like, they'd be like a two-person um, a two-person A-frame, basically. And right. It worked great. So, like, when A-frames became more popular, I was like, you'd probably see – you know, it's probably a good idea to – those hay bale blinds would come back. Nope. No hay bale blinds coming back. I was just in Max Prairie Wings down in Stuttgart. They're, they've got a whole like wing of the store now dedicated to A-frame blinds. Wow. Everybody's little version of it that they've got now, from green no. gear to redneck blinds to, you know, a pig. Does Higdon have one? No, I don't know. Uh, Dakota free. Decoys has one. Tangle Free has their panels. Everybody's got A-frames yeah. now. Avian. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty popular. I mean, I, I like them for snow goose hunting, you know, when you got a nice just, when you got a nice edge. So I like them. Fuck, man. That's my uh, my old man rant. Let's end the podcast. Although I did set mine up this year this last <laughs> spring in the middle and it still worked pretty good. So, I don't I I like them. But I spent like literally an almost an entire day brushing that thing in. It looked so dope when I was done. Nice. And then clients get in there and they ruin it cuz they just they can't see, so they start breaking off things in front of their face. They're like, hey, you know you know that's there for a specific reason, right? Oh, I know that. I know that. I know that feeling up in Canada. It's like, what are you doing? Uh, I know you want to see, but they can see you too. That's that's the two way street here. I like when you when you camel them in so good that everybody has to file in from one end, right? Yes. Because the other yep. end blends in with some of the terrain, right? So you can only have guys come in, and then you get all in there, and everybody's hunt's about to start, and the guy in the very end, I got to pee. I got to pee. <laughs> Here's a bottle, buddy. <laughs> Bring a wide mouth. Ah, you don't need it. Yeah, anyway. So <laughs> yeah, all right, well, that was, that was fun. Um, 
So next year, uh, you gonna try Worlds again? Fuck yeah, I am, man. Yeah, just just chasing that dream. You just gotta get those three good routines. That's it. Man, it's it's just a it's a very very fun, rewarding, challenging, um, crazy, a crazy thing that I'm into with a whole bunch of other crazy people that are super cool. And I get to, to go to that cool down place. There. Can I be your, your entourage? Maybe I gotta follow you down there some year. Maybe you just need a supporting crew, I mean, cheerleader. Nice. I can wear a skirt yep. if I need to. I mean, pom poms, whatever. Anything for the nice. cause. All right, buddy. Well, I will. Uh, I'll chat with you next week for episode 100. 100 next Let's week. Let's get drunk. Let's do it. <laughs> oh fuck! All right, dude. All right. Later. Uh, later. Bye. Through the Blackwater Bayous and in the dark Louisiana night, floats a duck camp, alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest. Me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm old there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.